Welcome to Music Ranked, a special production from the Toddcast Podcast. Each month, Todd and I review some of our favorite bands and musical acts. Stemming from a list Eric made a decade ago, he created an algorithm to see who exactly was his favorite band. Now, I do extensive research and rate and review every song. We talk about our memories and artist histories. At the end, we will have all music Music ranked. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast for another exciting edition of Music Ranked with Eric. Eric, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic this morning. I haven't got any letters in the mail. Uh, all is well. We're, we're doing just fine. Good. Legal action is no fun, which is a, a reference you guys will understand here shortly as we talk about, drum roll or not, Richard Marks. <laughs> that is Still the exact right <laughs> response for me. <laughs> not no it's not now good old richard marks all right is a staple of my childhood and and possibly some of your teenage years and that's probably where it will come into question uh so richard marks was number 20 on the original 2007 list which uh was probably one of the more shockers you know i think weird al being number three was the biggest shocker because he kind of fits his nose his own category for most people where richard marks comes around and you're saying what this guy, I've, I've heard maybe one or two of his songs, but why would he rank so high when there are thousands upon thousands of artists? And let's put it in context. If you're looking at your original list, he comes in at number 20, right? What was number 19? The Guess uh, Who? The Guess Who, yes. Right, okay. So just a little under the Guess Who. Who's number 21 in the original list? Who did Richard Marks beat out? Creedence Clearwater Revival? Yeah. See that's that those are those are strange bedfellows. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could see you could see the guess who and the clear uh, credence uh, being like right next to each other. That's very much oh, classic yeah. rock. But you get Richard Marks, which is a a weird late '80s, early '90s like soft rock ballad type guy. Right, and is where some people get thrown off. Where you know, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, the question that we would have. And we will not get an answer unless somebody out there knows. Where in the heck did my dad find Richard Marks? Because I'll tell you right now, the only reason I know of Richard Marks or know of his CDs and albums and stuff is because this was a prominent feature from the afternoon or evening listens by our father who would sit in a chair, at usually uh, either just rocking and smoking a cigarette because that was the thing you did inside. Uh, then, right. or And or working on a TV or VCR that he's repairing while smoking a cigarette. So, right, right, <laughs> right. So Richard Marks was in the background. So, you know, vicariously, I learned all types of Richard Marks songs. And, and it's one of the things where I don't, no one's going to be able to tell me why or whatever, but the, I like the songs. And is it just because I've heard them so many times and I know all the words or it was it cemented in my brain that I like soft rock because that is the music I listen to, or do I just naturally like it? So it's, it's a great question. And it all stems from that very much moment of, yeah, I'm in the other room playing Tecmo Super Bowl. He's listening to Richard Marks on repeat. And that is where my memories come from. And that's why he's number 20. Cause when I went down my original list, this guy, this guy, this guy, you know, swapping around, I said, yeah, Richard Marks is definitely above this, above this. I'd rather listen to him here. And, and, and I knew it would be controversial in my own brain. And, you know, <laughs> well, and, and I guess said that we'd be talking about it in the future. And I said, I'd have to answer and justify my reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Show you, show your work, Eric. Then that's the thing. Like, let, let me be clear. I don't have anything against Richard Marks. Like, it's not like, oh, this music is awful. It's just, I don't, it's a curveball compared to the rest of the list. And 
I guess it does make sense for it to be on your list and not on mine. And I think it probably, and, and again, the entirety of my exposure to Richard Marx's work is absolutely through dad. Because yeah, there, there was a period there where he was just, he just had it on repeat. And I think it comes down to our ages at the time. You were a youngster. You were spending most of your time at home. And so you finished with your school day or whatever. And you're, you know, like you said, hanging out playing, you know, on the Nintendo. And dad's there cranking out the next room. Like, that was the soundtrack to your life there for a period. Well, at that same point in time, I'm a teenager. Go to school. Come home. Do the bare minimum necessary in terms of chores and whatever. And then I'm off to my friend's house to play D&D. Or, you know, whatever. Like, I just wasn't around to get that level of exposure. And I guess the other thing is, at that age, I don't know what you were listening to on your own, but I imagine most what you most of the music you heard was kind of through proximity to Dad and his music, which, generally speaking, is an awesome thing. Dad had great taste in music. Whereas, at that point in time, the balladeer, soft rock, Richard Marks end of things, you know, at that point in time... I'm listening to Nirvana and Nine Inch Nails and Alice in Chains and, and, you know, some of that stuff. And that shit was just way too soft for me. And so, yeah, I'd hear it when I came in the house, be like, hey, hey, family, blah, 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 blah. But first chance I got, I was up in my room cranking out some some hardcore jams and being an angsty teen, staying the hell away from my family. So I just don't think there was that level of overlap and influence where Richard Marx is concerned. So I think it all makes sense. Oh, yeah. Know. Well, and it's, and it's based off of, you know, when it comes down to this list and, and when people come to the website and look at stuff and they obviously going to throw judgment right away because it is not a rolling stone. It is not a <laughs> these are the breakthrough artist that's changed the world or that are that were so talented at what they do. I'm, I'm not great at songwriters or tech technical skills or impact to the genre. Right. <laughs> I'm solely grading on if you gave me a choice down the line, who would I rather listen to? And then. I went from my just general opinion all the way down to now these are the actual facts if I had to listen to every song. So from Richard Marks, maybe there were three or four albums that I knew from the get-go in which uh, Crystal actually owns. And mind you, the little segue, if Crystal would make a list of singer-songwriters, I almost guarantee Richard Marks would be top ten. So I'm yeah. not the craziest yeah. in that, and I think it's because she was slightly older to recognize, and that was that's more of her genre anyway. You know, right. So, right. That right. Be an interesting side conversation I have with her one day is to figure out, all right, Celine Dion is her number one. And then I know yep, she's that's a given in sync because that was her time. So I'm wondering <laughs> right. where they would fall. And I think Richard Marks is there because uh, like that would I make said, sense. I asked, I yeah. said, I said, send me some pictures of the albums. I need the albums, you know, because I have them already um, uh, digitally. I already had them digitally. And I said, I just want some pictures to put on the website. And she she had them labeled up and she sent them over and, and she had all the good ones. And I recently have all the later stuff, which takes a contemporary pop kind of style. They're more modernized. He's been making music for the last, you know, I don't know when his last album was. Let me see if I can even pull that up. But for the most part, he's been making albums. You know, up until the the present, uh, he even, I believe, had a Christmas album. So there's all types of goodies there. So it's not, he hasn't gone away. I don't know if anything, he's become pretty prevalent on, uh, which I think you might, have you followed or are you just aware of him now? Uh, I don't, I don't follow him on Twitter, but I have seen him, him chime in on some things. Roasting people. Homeboy's got some snark and I I am here for it. It is, it is fantastic. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I learned when I was um, listening to all his podcast interviews. So the benefit of if you're current making current music, 
I can find interviews with you a lot easier, obviously. Like, I'm probably oh, not yeah. going to have a good time finding Jimi Hendrix interviews. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. You know, that that might be tricky. probably not going to be a thing, you know. Uh, but now the fact is he's been on uh, various podcasts, and I have them listed on our lovely website. Uh, and he is a very entertaining, charming guy. And he's down to earth, and he's uh, a bit self-deprecating. When it talks about the history of Richard Marx, it turns out his dad was a guy. He sold jingles. His dad was like a jingles guy. He made jingles okay. for known brands. And I don't recall the brands. I don't recall the commercials. But there were enough that I was like, oh, he made that. So he was kind of involved, I wouldn't say musically, in the business already. But he came up as a backup singer for Lionel Richie and was recognized – and kind of taken under, kind of watched from the the rafters, Lionel Richie, and kind of was taken under his wing, and that's how he had his initial albums, or basically got on the map. From there, he liked rock, and there are a couple songs, and I'm sure you might have heard some that are more on the rock side. And he's not just right. this ballad singer, but the ballads hit, and he, you kind of can tell a little disdain in some of his interviews that the record labels wanted the ballads because that's what they were playing on the you know on the uh, radio and that's right. what we're selling the albums. So he kind of got pigeonholed into a ballad type singer where originally he wasn't. He was kind of more in vain of your slightly lighter than your Bon Jovi's and so forth, but if right. you say Bon Jovi in the 80s and Richard Marks in the 80s, you're thinking ballad on one and you're thinking, well, hair hair metal on the other or hair rock. Right, right. Which they're not much different. Listen to two albums side by side, the early stuff. They're oh no. They're no, no, here, the same. Here, oh yeah. Thir thirty years later, you know, because I recently listened to, you know, some of Bon Jovi stuff and in preparation for this I listened to a few Richard Marx albums and, and yeah, if you take some of Richard Marx's sort of more rockin' tracks and some of the more ballady Bon Jovi numbers those guys could have, you know, one could have been headlining the concert and the other could have been opening for it. That Venn diagram does cross over. And it really comes down to it. I think he slowly but surely became known as the soft rock guy and the ballad guy. And the, the, the rock hits were either left off the album or never getting the radio play. So you never hear them. Yeah, it, it became it became the producer thing. And you hear that whole aspect of like, you know, the battle between the artist that wants to do one thing, change their image or be more you know real to themselves and or, hey, what's selling albums? And right. And necessarily, like if your job is to write the music, play the music, sing the music, so forth. And the, the record company gets to determine how how the album goes. And I don't know what kind of leverage he had at that point in time. He was I think his debut album was like one of the record, like the best debut albums. He just came in hot and, you know, did really well. So I don't I don't know if yeah. he had the leverage to say, hey, no, I want some of this or didn't want to fight it or was, you know, who knows. But he became more of the soft rock guy that we know and I love and you can tolerate. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, you know, so this so I shared the albums I thought you should get. Maybe right. Maybe a month, month or two ago. And yep. I think you started right away listening and you, you and I was kind of like, all right, how are you hanging in there? And you weren't you didn't sound nearly as bad as I thought you would be. No, no. In in lead up to this, because I knew it was on the list and I was like, oh, man, Richard Marks shit. I haven't listened to that yeah. since I overheard it on dads. And this is not really, you know, my genre. I'm not, you know, what was not looking forward to it. I, I wouldn't go so far as to say dreading it, but was not looking forward to it. And, you know, you gave me the stuff and I'm listening to it and I'm listening. It immediately 
scratched that nostalgia itch. Like, I, you yeah. know, I was transported back in time, which which was nice. Like I said, I tried to go into it with sort of an open mind without, you know, being too biased of, oh, this is going to be awful, you know. And it was good stuff. Again, I'm not going to go buy his discography and put him in constant rotation yet anyway. But it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, you know. And when it's all said and done, I mean, my method for ranking is load it all into the iTunes and through the magic of the magic playlists you can do with iTunes where you can set criteria to, to automatically generate your playlist, I've got one called Rate Me, which is take all the songs I've gotten in the last, you know, couple months that I've not yet rated and put them in a playlist. And then I listen to them normally twice. Like I normally listen to an album through once just to give it a sort of a base listen. And then I listen mm-hmm. to it again with a little more of a critical mind. And then I just go through and rate them. And as they get rated, they drop off the playlist. And once the playlist is down to nothing, cool, those are all rated. Then they go, you know, sync up my phone. They're in the database and we can look at it. I was expecting for there to be a lot of like ones and twos because the way I sync music to my phone for general listening is all the four and five stars get synced up threes. There are some playlists that just sort of randomly pick based on genre, the threes. So, so they're not completely forgotten the twos and the ones like that's the main rule. If it's a one or a two star song, it never hits my phone. These are, these are songs I've determined. I am not interested in hearing these again. And so I kind of figured, just sort of by the natural process, when it was all said and done, I'm not likely to have much Richard Marks on my phone. (laughs) And I was expecting it to be a bunch of ones and twos. Surprisingly, it was largely threes. You know, it's like, this isn't bad. This isn't, you know, going to be my new jam, but I don't hate this. This isn't terrible. So it was kind of surprising in that regard. I mean, all that said... Last night, in preparation for this, I hopped on my phone to see, oh, because it's been a while, and I've done the ranking and done the syncing, and really all that would be left on my phone would be the four and five stars. Richard Marks does not currently appear on my phone. (laughs) And I think it's just, you know, even the songs that I'm like, I kind of like this, there is some nostalgia to it, but I was able to be like, yeah, the main reason why this is appealing at all is nostalgia not necessarily the song itself for me personally. And so, you know, what, what I imagine you gave a four or a five probably ended up with a three for me. I don't dislike Richard Marks in the way that I thought I would have, but it's not like this has turned into, Oh my goodness. I just discovered this. This is my new favorite, whatever either. (laughs) How do your rankings break down? Uh, What are your, what are your top hits and so forth? Let's, let's be honest here that he gets a nostalgia bump in nearly every category. So, right. Uh, well, he, you know, if you are going to really dissect how my brain works or whatever, you have to understand that I am through years of whatever I've generated a high tolerance and enjoyment of soft rock because like I just enjoy like Chicago. My favorite songs in Chicago are Peter Cetera soft rock songs, you know, like, right. Right. <laughs> like Journey. I uh, love the like the soft rock aspect of it. So for whatever reason, that is part of my jam that I just enjoy. I almost 100 percent. Uh, imagine that it is direct influence from listening through the years because that is what dad ended up listening to. Even right. when you look at like the Moody Blues and the, you know, uh, like I said, Chicago, these were all constants in his playlist rotation and they all seemed a little softer. And it might be, it might very well be he listened to the soft stuff while the kids were around because maybe <laughs> like having, you know, Black Sabbath or like the, you know, because I don't <laughs> right. recall. Too many times where, you know, you hear too much screaming or loud or like, I don't ever remember him listening to Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin. You know, he did. You know, he had. Oh, oh, yeah. He 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 had Black Sabbath. He had Led Zeppelin. He had uh, Deep Purple, which are like the the three iconic 
you know, origins of heavy metal. But those never really got play when we were all in the house. And I I got to wonder if that's just if that was intentional. It's like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to, you know, get in trouble for that. So forth. And so he's like, I'll I'll play the safe stuff. But that's it. You know, I don't play Tenacious D around the kids at all. Yeah. So, that's, so like, that's probably so, the best. Yeah. For, so for the most part, like I understand there's there, how that dynamic works and he might've just been on that level. So, yeah. uh, but I have uh, an overwhelming amount of, you know, fours and fives because in what you would be your three. So he had a whole, a total of 130 qualified songs. I had nine greatest hits, meaning there were nine songs that I thought were fives, four that were 47 or uh, 47, four stars. He got two stars, only two two stars, zero one stars, which means I thought all of his music was passable, meaning like you right. could listen to it and be fine. And then most, the majority is three stars, which is common for almost every artist for me. Right, right. You right. have to have the record label typically won't let you put out crap. Um, right. Or, you know, so as time goes by and as I go down the list, the one stars will become more prevalent because obviously they're not high on my list and you're not these bands probably aren't as fits in my genre or style, which means you might just get a hit because it's a bad genre. Like I probably won't listen to too many country songs all the way through. And there are some rap songs that I'm just like, yeah, not my style. It won. Right. Um, right. But everything kind of falls in line for Richard Marks for me. Um, and I will tell you, and I don't know if you have something handy, if they're all threes, it might be very difficult for you to say, Hey, this is my favorite song. Did you calculate a song or find a song that you were like, Hey, this is probably my favorite. If I had to choose. I have not yet. That is one area where you I probably won't. Right? And I'll be, well, <laughs> and I'll be honest because there aren't any currently on my phone and I'm not standing yeah. next to my iTunes. I'm going to be hard pressed to even come up with a single song title. Like if you rattled right. off, okay, here are my you know top five. I got to think one of those is probably what I would pick as my favorite. Uh, Sounds good. Well, you know what? We're going to come back from this break and I'm going to do the drum roll and do a top five. And we're going to make you pick one of yours as a favorite. Perfect. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. Justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. All right, and we are back, Todd, as promised. Uh, since you don't have the songs in front of you, we're going to pick my top fives. I have nine. Uh, so I will go through and select the ones that I think you should know. All right, Todd, we'll go with, in no specific order. Hold on to the nights, which I know you know that one. Yep, you know. familiar with. All right, how about Satisfied? I am familiar with that. All right. That's a good one. Right, right here waiting. Contender. That is a classic. That is iconic. Not my favorite, but I think everyone is is yeah. familiar with that one. Uh, Children of the Night. Are you familiar with that one? I am. I am. All right. And then I will just uh, let you know that my favorite is a song called Hazard. Okay. So Doesn't ring any immediate familiar. bells. Mm. I, I imagine if it's you the, played it, I might oh, yeah. I might recognize it, but the name oh, yeah. doesn't specifically call it to mind. Uh, it is the story about um, 
there was a, a drowning or whatever in a small city, and he was uh, or a, a disappearing girl or whatever, and he just moved there. And he it seemed like it's a story about a guy. I think that everything goes wrong for him or so forth. But it's a very it's a very deep and dark sounding uh, song. Um, okay. But it, it does have yeah. You'll have to listen to it. You'll have to listen. You will know what I'm talking about once you hear it. But then again, that might not have been on one of the albums that I recommended. Most of those songs, uh, Re- Hold On To The Night was on Richard Marx's debut album, which I'm sure I recommended. The other ones came from Repeat Offender. Uh, I, yeah, I heard another that Another fantastic. But yeah. I doubt I said, hey, uh, download uh, Rush Street, which is the song that Hazard's on. But it is my favorite uh, song. Yeah. So, I, so since you don't know Hazard, we know that's not it. I, to me, it sounds like it'd have to be on one of those Hold on to the nights, satisfied, right here waiting, children of the night. I'd probably say satisfied. Like that's that's the one that, that comes out, and it's not surprising because that is a little more rock and roll and a little sure. less ballady. Yep. Yeah. That, that's well, there, there we go. Final that, answer. That, that, final answer. <laughs> you are correct, sir. All right. So that that kind of I mean, if you look at his studio albums, he put out, geez, let's see here, ah, about a handful, 10 maybe or so. Uh, we go as high as Repeat Offender, which is the one um, that all those hits were on, all the way down to a sh- one that's called Sundown, which I give a zero, which means it's probably a bunch of threes. So unfortunately, you know, it's going to be a bit mixed bag early, or should I say late 80s Richard Marks is better than modern Richard Marks. They all sound kind of the same, but the nostalgia fact doesn't come into play when you start hitting songs that were, you know, made five years ago, like I have zero nostalgia, you won't get that bump, which I know for a fact is why, you know, repeat offender, which I'm guessing is an album that dad must've played on repeat. Oh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Over and over. Absolutely. Yeah. So between, between that and the, uh, was that the debut or was Richard Marks was, it was Richard Marks, just the debut album was self-titled. Yeah. Those Mm -hmm. two, when, when I was listening to those, I'm like, yep, I can picture the middle room, dad in his rocking chair listening to this like yeah yeah so that is um that is you know when it comes down to the music if you want some of that information in terms of like hey i want to learn a little bit more about you know richard marks there were enough there were you didn't get like your behind the scenes music like be you know uh the vh1 classics and stuff like that on richard marks as much as well um, i I won't lie there there is more interviews than anything and probably the more interesting one was the howard stern interview that he had on um you can find on youtube it is about the most awkward 20 minutes <laughs> you'll watch on tv okay uh, so yeah because i believe richard marks has uh semi-recently married another famous uh famous female and i don't remember who it is it, it might be daisy fuentes or somebody um that this is completely me trying to remember what i reviewed months ago <laughs> But Howard Stern basically tried not to hit, but was talking about his ex-wife, which at the time was his current wife and how hot she was for nearly 20 minutes. So if you want to just feel awkward and, you know, that (laughs) awful feeling of being like, oh, my goodness, this is the most awkward thing in the world. uh, Watch a Howard Stern interview show where he tries to pressure Richard Marks into singing in which Richard Marks candidly said, I was not going to sing. And told all the producers he wasn't going to sing. And I don't remember if he sings or not. So there's your cliffhanger. Go go watch the clip uh, on the website. You will find the link. Very nice. But, uh, well, and, and I got to think the, the like VH1 behind the music thing. Like a lot of those, and maybe this is just my memory or just the ones that I've seen. Like it seems like a lot of those were based on, and the bands that were featured there were, you know, 
bands and artists that had trouble like here you know things were going great and then you know they they got into drugs or you know this horrible devil like there's a lot of controversy and scandal yeah. going on that's kind of and i just don't i don't think you get a lot of that from richard marx like i said like you said he, he seems like a nice guy he seems like you know things things have gone generally well for him he's he's generally well liked and respected and there's there's just not that kind of drama so it doesn't surprise me that there's not you know a bunch of weird scandal dipping expose type <laughs> programs out there yeah no and, and and that's and you'll find that you know i couldn't find really anything on america the band and several others you know just because it's like right. all right well if you don't have the sex drugs and rock and roll issues then you know it's only so interesting on how you can get you know into the business which right. you know oddly enough weird al actually had uh, behind the behind the music and he is probably the least sex drugs and rock and roll but he also has a very <laughs> interesting story in general how he's right remained afloat for so long so uh right. it's not always the rule but you have to have some type of compelling yeah. story there and richard mark's story was compelling enough but not maybe not the full 30 to an hour that you get on bh1 he didn't have a bunch of scandals going on and, and controversy but it's my understanding that you had some richard mark's drama go down that perhaps yeah, this, you'd like to share with the group yeah this this is a todd cast exclusive it's not on the website because it's not allowed to be on the website <laughs> <laughs> so, so, all right. So here's the deal is we work a little bit of it in advance, right? I listen to music. I had a ranking these artists months, if not a full calendar year before we started recording any episodes. So right. when Richard Marks uh, was posted, it looks to me like a lot of times I can find the actual dates. Let me see here. It was April 25th. So I recorded this in April. He is known for his fabulous hair from the eighties. He's kind yes. of known for oh, having yes. that eighties haircut, kind of mullet, kind of like, you know, hairsprayed uh, you know taught oh, like yeah. that's what he's known for so oh, yeah. when i go on the internet uh, and post these articles i go and i do a thing called creative commons for anyone that's looking for using in pictures on the internet just understand you're not allowed to just take any picture you find on the internet and post it on your website especially if that website is bringing you any type of funds or potential right so i use creative commons which are pictures that are labeled out there that allow you to do that. Uh, most notable Wikipedia a lot takes most notable celebrities and or locations. There is a Wikipedia page for, and everything on Wikipedia tends to be Creative Commons, meaning anyone can take that picture, alter it, do whatever you want with it, put it on your website, put it on a T-shirt, make money, does not matter. It's part of the Creative Commons license. So right. I'm pretty darn good at that. So you'll notice that often when I make the Toddcast, podcast.com post about the artist and musicrank.com are, you know, a lot of times the pictures are the same because you only have so many options, right. <laughs> you know, you know, like they might give you three pictures of Richard Marks and a lot of them are from like a fan's perspective at a concert and they just don't look great. So I usually pick the one that looks most like the studio picture. Well, when you go to Google, you can actually type in the images and there's a thing that says tools and you can select down and you can pick license uh, and then you can pick Creative Commons or you can pick standard license or what have you. And it'll start to display what is available to you. So for some reason, and I do rely on that, for some reason when I did that, this wonderful, only one picture showed up with the flowing, wonderful hair that I wanted from Richard Marks. And it looked, it was a very professional photo. He was posed. It looked like he was in a studio. I like to try to find photos with a, a white backdrop so I can kind of blend it into the page. Uh, right. And I said, this works perfectly. So I took that picture. I put it in Photoshop, fixed it up the way I like to do, take out some of the, you know, the natural 
you know, grays and stuff and make them a little darker. And then I loaded it on the website as my featured image. So when you click on Richard Marks, you saw his beautiful mug from the 80s because that is how I remember Richard Marks. And that's the yeah, only yeah, picture yeah, yeah. I found. Well, mind you, this was right before the move. So this is probably maybe August. Um, so several months afterwards, I go to the mailbox and I open up and I get this letter for Eric Kersey. And I think it was addressed to my business. And I think I slowly go down. I open it up, not knowing what the heck it was. And sure enough, it is a wonderful cease and desist letter from what <laughs> sounds to be a Swedish photographer. And there were straight up copy. And, you know, the funny thing is, let me side. I look at the metrics and I report it back to you frequently enough. That I say, hey, we're getting traction on this guy. I'm ranking for this term and so forth. The week before we had conversation, but oh, I'm getting a lot of hits on the web, the Richard Marks page. I must really own that term. There's not a lot of people must be searching for it. And then when I'd go online and I was like, well, there's a lot of Richard Marks pages out there because he's prevalent. You know, he's ranked right. roll, he, like there's Rolling Stone articles, there's Time articles, they're all stuff. And I'm like, wonder oh, yeah. why. Well, sure enough, they did a reverse image search. So the, you can basically, there's websites out there that you can post your pictures, especially if you have high dollar licensable pictures and that's how you make your income. And you can right. reverse trace it and it'll tell you all the pages on the internet that have that. And sure right. enough, um, there's not that many pages of Richard Mark. So this gentleman must not be getting hammered with requests and or people stealing his, his photo. But sure enough, he found music ranked and I got that envelope and it basically said, you know, it was a couple pages worth of like, if you're making money, luckily I'm not making money. Um, <laughs> in this case, uh, maybe in the future, right. who knows? Uh, but you know, and, and it's, you know, it's all this information. It was, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, you know, of course, the first thing I do is I believe I share it with you. Right. <laughs> I'd say, Todd, guess right. what? you'll never, you'll never, you'll never guess what's happening here. And then I went down and I was like, all right. Creative Commons, boom, oh, there's Richard Marks. It's not the Richard Marks that I want, but it's a fine enough Richard Marks, and I just swapped out the picture. But nonetheless, like, they had the screenshot of where I used it and and all types of fun, wonderful stuff there. <laughs> and the the beauty of all this, and there's there's one Easter egg on aircursey.com that actually has a screenshot of Music Ranked, and I must have taken that screenshot at the time frame when I was using the old Richard Marks. And... Um, so there is still a e hidden Easter egg of this gentleman's picture, which I, you know, should may or may not take down by the time <laughs> we record this, who knows? Um, but yeah, that was my first ever cease and desist probably won't be my last because, you know, accidents happen and, right. you know, if you utilize Google and say, Hey, this is a creative commons. Yeah, that's, you know. And that's a thing that I thought it was. And a lot of times, and I'll tell you what, a lot of times I give credit in the back end. Basically, if you like click on the photo, it'll give you, hey, this is where I found this photo, the direct link. Right. And almost right. every single time it's just like Creative Commons. And I've also noticed if you upload photos to Flickr, which is an old, old, like before Instagram kind of Instagram app. Right, um, right, right. When you upload photos to Flickr, they become Creative Commons licensed. So just a heads up if you're still using Flickr and you want other people stealing your stuff, um, you're giving them the permission to do that. All right. So, yeah, but that that is my wonderful uh, Richard Marks uh, cease and desist. So now the funny thing is when you and I talk about Richard Marks, like there's always at least a Swedish or uh, comment about a photographer coming to track us down. Oh yeah. Like yeah. before we even recorded today, we were kind of saying the same thing. So 
Uh, well, I mean, if if you're going to have enemies in this world, you could do far worse than Swedish photographers. So, you know, <laughs> in, in terms uh, of infamy, you know, it, it doesn't give us a lot of street cred. But, hey, we, we, we do have people gunning for us or you specifically, me, by yeah. extension. Uh, yeah, you know, well, and like I said, if if I had to choose between, you know, a mafia dawn, you know, having our name in the naughty list. Or some some sort of other you know arch nemesis. Like I said, if 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 the worst we can we can conjure up is a is a Swedish photographer, I think I think we're living our lives pretty okay. Yeah, I just think now that like he's a special unlockable boss in the wonderful podcast <laughs> video game. You know, so if you're not familiar with the bosses, look back to the episode that dropped uh early early mid-november for the boss battle but now we have a swedish photographer that will pop in and he's a heck of a one uh what you have to do is utilize your photoshop skills and uh you know (laughs) to defeat him (laughs) uh so yeah that that but that's richard marks in a nutshell it is uh i prefer richard marks if you want to know where he ranks on my list let's go ahead and pull that sucker up i'll do it real time and see if he's moved up moved down uh because he was at 20. Yeah, he moved where, up. Where is he now? Well, he moved up. Uh, at the current rankings, uh, he, he's at 16. Let me see when the last one we did this. He would have moved to, let's see if I even say here. Um, he went to 13. So we, at the time frame before I had more you know artists listed before and after him, he moved up a whole total seven spots, which is fine because um, – he jumped Bon Jovi, and he bunched. He jumped Bad Company, the Guess Who. Uh, he even jumped America, which is crazy. He really relied on those first three or four albums of just straight up nostalgia classics for me. And you know, where he wasn't necessarily great towards the end of his, you know, or now, it, like not. And it's right. the music isn't much different. It's just that my preference in the music is different because it doesn't have that, you know boyhood wonder of me right you know playing playing with jerry rice and joe montana and tecmo super bowl and winning super bowls while dad was in the other room uh filling filling the house with smoke and working on vcrs which is <laughs> right the, the prominent uh memories but those are great memories that i have and richard marks is tied to them so forever i will be indebted to him but not his swedish photographer and i think that's a fair assessment well, thanks, Eric. Thank you for, for sharing some Richard Mark stories with us. And and I will say thank you for giving me an excuse to go back and actually listen and not just blindly judge based on, you know, 30-year-old memories of, uh, it's a bunch of soft stuff. I'm not into that. You know, it was good to give it a good listen. So thank you for that. Like I said, if you guys want to uh, check out all the, the links and videos and podcasts and so forth, head on over to musicrank.com where Eric's got that all arrayed for you. And you can check out the the new photo <laughs> yes and uh just sort of wonder what the other one was i guess well, is, is how it's that, still that, on that google there's yeah. a swedish photographer out there that wants to license it to you for several hundred dollars i'm sure so do your search you you'll go. find it there's only one there's only one beautiful lovely f- flowing hair of richard mark's photo so have fun on the internet today kids there you go so there's some homework for you thanks again eric thank you listeners for for coming along on the ride and until next time i hope you all have a good one Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. 
There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Thank you.